1: well you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds what could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds let odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs advertise with odyssey visit ads.odyssey.com
2: this is the mario cristobal show with university of miami head coach mario cristobal don bailey jr and joe Cigacchi. this week the hurricanes are at home against the tar heels of north carolina four o'clock kickoff at hard rock stadium first conference game of the year for the University of Miami, so now the stakes are high, Coach, and we'll jump into all of that. Just uh, coming off a bye week, had the game against Middle Tennessee. How did you use the bye week?
3: Well, the bye week was completely dedicated to us taking an open and honest and transparent look at ourselves on what we have to do different, what we have to do better, um, where we have to tweak things, where we gotta throw things out, who we gotta move up, who we gotta improve, everything uh, on how we do things as well to make sure that we gain ground towards a better performance. Obviously, we were disappointed entering the bye week, and so we use it to the maximum of our abilities to make our program better.
4: Coach, you go back and study Middle Tennessee, and you, let's go to the quarterback spot. What did you find out about Tyler and Jake and their assessment and how they both played in the game, and what's it look like for the future?
3: Well, I think when you uh, when you have a poor performance, you take it as an entire program, right? You always do, starting with the head coach, of course. Uh, and then you find out, OK, why? What led to this? Because practices were really good leading up to it. Um, we didn't uh, play well in just about most phases. And, but our quarterbacks, um, they're good football players. And we're going to do a better job cleaning things up for them, providing a much cleaner and efficient supporting cast and performance surrounding them so that they can be better and cleaner in their performance as well. Uh, and making sure that we use every ounce of this just to galvanize our locker room and our players so we can go get better.
2: Coach, we'll dive into uh, your decision with Tyler Van Dyke and all that in a moment. Just to wrap up Middle Tennessee, you, you look at that game, you go, well, okay, well, it could be this, could be this, could be that. But ultimately, it becomes a program loss, right? It's an entire team loss. Mm-hmm.
3: It is. You know, we, we started about as poorly as we could. Three turnovers in the first six plays, right? And uh, we create our own issues. And when uh, whenever you lose a game, you also don't, um, you're not petty about it you know have the guts to look in the mirror have the toughness and the resiliency to look yourself in the mirror and your teammates and your co-workers and your coach and say let's go fix this let's go get better let's go improve we know our warts we know what we have to tweak we know what we have to improve we feel like we have a pretty good idea of where we have to go from here and let's work at it right there's no other way there's no buckling there's no giving in let's go work at it and let's go get it done
4: With that being said, you were in an off week. What did you do? Is there anything specific that you did? Or how do you handle your off weeks physically and then also the playbook and assessing talent?
3: Well, I think you said it right there. You know, you want to jump into technique and fundamentals as much as you can because as the year goes on, you don't want to let that deteriorate, right? Your pad level, the use of your hands, leverage, hat position, uh, technique and everything, right? You know, we had some issues in certain concepts, both offensively and defensively. You know, is it the detail? Is it... What we're trying to do with personnel, is there a way to fix it? Is there a way to make it better? Or do we just have to move on and go to another scheme, to another technique, another play call? Those are the things you do in the bye week. And you find things that you feel, okay, we have a lot more confidence in this. We're gonna go in this direction or do a little bit of that. Um, it's a complete program assessment while you still continue along the lines of hard work and physicality.
2: You did make the announcement that Tyler Van Dyke is your starting quarterback here against North Carolina. That is correct. And Tyler, You know, at the beginning of the season, he had the fewest starts of the quarterbacks in this league. I think there's this perception that he had a lot of games under his belt and all of those things. He still was a relatively inexperienced quarterback. How did he handle the, the, the setback? Every quarterback's going to have some adversity. How did he handle it?
3: Like you would expect, he's a, he's a competitor, and he had a great competitive response. And he, like all of us, you know, it's, it's disappointing and it's painful. And it should be. And no one should shy away from that and to Jake's credit, Jake went in there and did a great job and did a lot of great things. So the future is bright, you know, both for Tyler and for Jake, you know, but Tyler has done a ton of good things since he's been here at Miami. Uh, is my job 100% to make sure that you assess everything for what it is. And what it is, is Tyler is a good football player and we gotta do better by him. And he's gonna improve as well. He's gonna hold himself accountable and their teammates are gonna hold themselves accountable as well so we can improve. In other words, you know, and everything, uh, there's no narratives, there's no fluff, there's no BS. You know, we've got to get to work, you know, and we know some of the issues, we know the issues, and we've got to keep working at them.
4: Coach, Frank Latson had his best game to date as a Miami Hurricane and looked exactly what, at least Joe and I, thought he should look like yeah. when he was showed up.
3: No, without a doubt, Frank took a step up. This is what we've been waiting for. This is the Frank Latson we were hoping to see, mm-hmm. and it's starting to show. And it's a guy that has taken a ton of reps at improving the things that he needed to improve to be a guy that can make a difference on game day. We're headed strong in that direction. We're going to keep pushing Frank to continue to maximize his potential, but really happy for him and really happy to see him step up and help us in
2: his role. You, you mentioned earlier, you, you're playing the wide receivers that you have, Work with the guys that you have on this roster. Keyshawn Smith continues to progress a little bit more and more as a deep threat. And also, coming out of the end zone on those kickoffs.
3: He sure has. He's become a, a really good kickoff returner. Uh, credit to the guys blocking too. Those guys have given him some really clean looks and have been really good technically and have been physical in, uh, in that particular um, aspect of our special team. So we expect him to keep getting better. We've also had a couple other guys get some returns back there. So we feel that that part is improving. We want to continue our progression at the wide receiver position.
4: Coach everybody may not understand that every week you assess every position group, every player, and you discuss it, and it's about how you can make that player better or how that player can adjust and help you win football games. So it's not like you look at a game for 30 minutes and then it's put to sleep. You study it endlessly and continue to make improvements and changes.
3: Oh yeah, it's it's an ungodly amount of hours that you uh, invest in every aspect of your program and every player. There's no guessing. You know, you're not hoping and wishing on game day. On game day, you're playing the guys and you're calling the plays that, you know, worked well in practice, that fit the scheme you're going against. And you would think and you would hope that by the time you get there, you have confidence in doing it at the highest level. Well, when it doesn't happen that way, you assess it again and you realize what you did good, what you didn't do so good, and how to make it right the next time. So, the bye week was uh, was critical for that. They've approached the entire team has approached it with tremendous energy. And passion, really fired up to play this game. This is a great opportunity on Saturday against an excellent football team that has really has sliced and diced everybody they've played against on offense, and whose defense just is coming off their best game as well, with a boatload of talent, a lot of juniors and a lot of seniors on both sides of the ball, experience up front. So our guys understand um, the uh, the caliber of opponent that we're playing and are really excited to get in a conference play.
2: This bye week probably came at a, a decent time you had a lot of guys banged up. And uh, uh, so maybe a chance to get some of those guys healthy or maybe get other guys ready to play for, for guys that might not be able to go.
3: A little bit of both. You know, you always try to find a way to get guys uh, on the mend. Some injuries are gonna go and transcend the bye week and you're not gonna be able to help guys out. Um, but you wanna use it so you improve, but you also want to you know, take advantage of the benefit of not having, you know, 80 live plays on each side of the ball and 40 on special teams on a Saturday. So, you take that load off of the players and you find a way to for them to get recovered. Now, you lift, you know, extremely hard, you still condition, you still have your practices and you work on your schemes and and your goal is to get better and get your guys a little bit more physically and mentally fresh.
4: Coach, you look at Franklin and he's a, he's a guy that is improving every single week his load has gotten bigger some a little bit by default and injury of course but it looks like he keeps getting better and better every
3: week. Thad is a, a guy that's really um, taken on a demeanor that shows that he wants to get better so we're going to push him you know we're going to push him and he wants to be pushed he needs to be pushed because we've got to maximize his ability and the ability of all the guys surrounding him okay so um we're very uh, we're appreciative of him, and we're certainly looking forward to him getting better and better as a football
2: player. We will continue with University of Miami head coach Mario Cristobal. It's the Canes and North Carolina. We'll talk about that matchup coming up next.
0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Miami and North Carolina, Saturday, 4 o'clock. Hard Rock Stadium, a 4 o'clock kickoff. Hopefully a big crowd out there for this one. Very, very good North Carolina team, as Coach mentioned. Averaging 45 points per game, 507 yards per game. Quarterback Drake May, number one in total offense in the league. And a sidebar, I think, in the last three times that played the University of Miami. They got off to a quick start, so uh, they come in with a hot set of dice. Yeah,
3: they, they're a very talented team. They've recruited very well. I think Mike Brown, is uh, this is year three or year four, four in four, his four. tenure. And when you do that, you know, you're know you able to pick up a lot of the pieces that fit their system. Well, you know, uh, Coach Longo has done an unbelievable job with their offense. Coach Chisick has just gotten there, but we know his resume for years has always done a great job defensively. And they got a lot of talent, a lot of length, a lot of size, athleticism and explosiveness so uh, they've done a really good job you know they've had one loss it was against Notre Dame where you know things kind of didn't go their way but a credit to Notre Dame they played a great game so really good football team and and one that our guys are really excited about they know that they're good they know the importance of conference play and they know you only get eight conference opportunities to determine where you're going to be at at the end of the year so I'll focus on this one
4: let's go back to that coach about conference football and you go through the first four games and you play Miami football you're learning but now it's time right because the conference is a whole nother season in its own right sure it's a uh, an
3: analogous to the NFL right? right your conference play determines who plays you know at the end of the year for a certain bowl games right for certain uh, conference championships or whatnot but if you start looking at opportunity eight you fail to take a match of opportunity number one you know we're The culture that we've gone to, everything is, the focus is on that one. Your next practice is the most important one because it's the next one. Well, this is our next game. It's the most important one. Uh, We know we have to get better. We've done a really good job attacking practices this past week and feel like we have made improvement. And now we've got to show that improvement and show resiliency, right? If things don't go our way early, if we happen to have a mishap, a bad play, a bad call, well, you know what? Let's show some toughness. Let's show some resiliency and understand that there's nothing that we can't overcome and keep playing and play hard and play strong. So we've got a good football team and we can be a good football team and it's time for us to show it.
2: I, uh, I tossed out these numbers, these offensive numbers coach and Josh Downs, who wears number 11, really, really good receiver. And they brought back Antoine Green. So that gives them a double double uh, shot there. But you start peeling their layers away and you look at them, 78% of the time when they outrush their opponent, they win. So does it come back to the old, you got to have a good, good run defense because uh, eventually they want to run the ball?
3: Sure. Well, they make it defend everything. Mm-hmm. now? And I think a, a very undervalued and underestimated uh, component of their offense is the, their quarterback draw. Yeah. I mean, I can't tell you how many times they allow a, a mix or a stunt up front to work itself out and tailback gets on the linebacker and their quarterback you know, spits out for another 15, 20 yards or sometimes he just improvises. And he busts, you know, contain, or he breaks out of the cage, and all of a sudden he's scrambling down the field for 15, 20, 25 yards. A really, really impressive quarterback with a really impressive supporting cast. Um, and he finds ways to extend plays now, whether it be with his feet or with his arm. Eyes are always down the field and makes some unbelievable throws.
4: Coach, their defense, North Carolina's defense, has been taking a lot of heat. As you mentioned, Coach Chiswick is new at the position. They changed the style of defense they're running. But last week, they held Virginia Tech to less than 100 yards. I'm not sure that's happened ten times in the last ten years to hold that team to less than 100 yards. But also, everybody you watch on tape with them, they can run. They're long. They can, they, they can cover a lot of ground. There is talent there. It just seems like they're just trying to come together as a unit.
3: They played their best game. They're they're extremely large and thick up front. Mm-hmm. You know, they're a knock you back operation. You know and um, they do what they do, and they really did it well last week, and they've shown in so many different ways how good they can be, so a tremendous amount of respect for them.
2: They they invested a lot of their recruiting assets into their front seven, and then they picked up the kid from uh, Virginia, Mm -hmm. six foot five linebacker, who's a real uh, pain in the neck at times, but um, North Carolina coach, uh, they had high expectations a year ago, so they come in here now very, very confident. Mm
3: -hmm. They are a, a really good football team with some really good players and a good coaching staff. Uh, They're playing with confidence, and we've had a great week of practice to get our confidence going. Our guys are eager to get back at it again with tomorrow's practice, so we're looking forward to this opportunity.
4: Also, Coach, get a chance to go back to Hard Rock in front of uh, the family and and the hometown crowd. How important it is all the students come and we inspire all of our fans to make sure that they're there as well?
3: Yeah, we we need that to start conference play the right way because they certainly impact the game you know when that crowd gets going it makes things very very different it provides a juice and energy that you can't get out of your sound system that you put on your headset right before the game you can't get it out of you know anything you might watch during the week in terms of an inspirational video Um, the crowd provides the energy the juice on game that nothing else can provide
2: yeah you get that crowd going to get a couple of those penalties (laughs) the one thing that has hurt them has been a lot of three and outs I think that's falls of the complimentary football, right? You get know, a lot of three and outs because they, they want to go fast and their defense is back out there gas. So push them back with the, the crowd noise and negative plays. Uh, preventing big plays though, defensively, that's something that hurt against Middle Tennessee. That's got to be on your list, right?
3: Without a doubt, you know, that's the, the obvious thing that, you know, and I know it's been pointed out for a couple of weeks. That's what happens when you don't play a game, right? It lingers for two weeks. You know, we have a lot of confidence in our players and we have confidence in being able to make adjustments to prevent those things. You know what, sometimes you're going to be hit by one or so, but we got hit by a bunch. And the most important thing is not pointing a finger at a guy. Don't do that, you know. You got to assess it. Can we improve it technically? You know, can we do it physically? Do we have to check to something else? How can we provide help, assistance, whether it be technically, whether it be fundamentally, or whether it be schematically, to have a better result, right? Just go right to the process. Do that. Make sure that it's instructional, that it's fundamental, that it's intentional and that we get a better result and that we do it together. As opposed to all that nonsense that goes on nowadays with people pointing fingers. We ain't doing that here. We got work to do. We knew it. We know it. And we're all excited to do it.
4: Other thing is, Coach, in an off-week, a lot of times you go in, out recruiting. Tell us as much as you can about what was done. I know there's you can't say specifics, but how do you handle the off-week in recruiting?
3: Well, business doesn't stop. You know, that's a part of the business and the industry where it's, it's critical, right? It's the lifeline of your program, your roster. I mean, this is a, a personnel-driven industry. I think, uh, I think it's obvious the players out there around the country, they see the great future for the University of Miami. They see the investment, they see the resources. They've seen us in the different spots and stops we've been at, where similar situations and all of a sudden, boom, a short time after you're winning at the highest level. And that's been at every stop with just about every coach on this um, on this staff. So it, uh, you know, it's, our process has stood the test of time. It's real. Um, and I think uh, it's very obvious to the players and the parents that it is. And so we, we feel very confident that we're gonna be able to continue to bring in high caliber talent to this roster.
4: And coach, it's nice to see some of the players that are committed have stood up and said, We're excited about going to the University of Miami. We understand what the future brings.
3: No doubt. You know, uh, sometimes, you know, with, with change and with uh, rebuilds come some growing pains, and that's okay. That's part of it. You know, we're working really, really hard. The attitude has been really good. We got to increase our capacity for work, we gotta increase our capacity for improvement. And we've got to do it together. There's no fraying or none of that stuff. Let's make sure that we continue just moving forward.
2: And along those lines, you're great at relationships, and the guys you brought in here are not only really good on the field, they're assistant coaches, but they're really good in building relationships as well. Mm -hmm.
3: They are, and that's critical. Connection is critical, Mm -hmm. right? You've got to be connected to your guys, and we've been around each other for, what, nine months now or something of that nature. Um, So it's a good start, but there's still a ways to go. Right, you learn more and more from each other as the days and the weeks go by. That's really, really important, you know. And then you got to be great teachers, right? No matter get back to teaching, right? It's like the best parents. The best parents probably do and say things five thousand times over right. until it sticks, right? And that's how you train a competitive response. How you train a technique and a
4: fundamental, and you don't let anything get in the way of that. You get on it and you stay on it. Coach, when you're assessing uh, North Carolina, I'll go back to them for a moment, what, what, is, what is their game plan offensively? What, what do they try to accomplish down in and down out? As Joe mentioned, you know, the run game isn't there, but they found other ways to find yards in, in that category. Yeah, they, they make a
3: defense every part of the field because they'll stretch it horizontally and vertically. Um, they will, you know, they use the draw game as well as they, you know, with as, as well as they push the ball down the field. They've done it with their intermediate stuff. They've done it with their quick game. They've done it with their screen game. Uh, they protect really well. Their play-action stuff is really good, really explosive. You know, they create matchup issues with some of their formations. And they go to tempo, then they come off of tempo, uh, and then they do a great job running counter, split zone, wide zone. I mean, they they've got a large menu, and they make you defend it all. And uh, those guys, for the most part, have been in the system for you know a couple years now. So you see the receivers. And the O-line, the Titans, they operate very efficiently. You don't see busts, you don't see mental mistakes, and they're able to play physical, and uh, they do a great job for the quarterback who, in turn, has done a great job since he's gotten in there.
2: I wanted to sneak in here real fast. You mentioned Arroyo might not be a go on Saturday, but Skinner uh, against Middle Tennessee had another nice grab, very fluid. I-, I thought it was a touchdown. In the first game he played, snatched one out of the air, so you can see how smooth he can be.
3: Sure, absolutely. Uh, a guy, thank God we got him here early and got him here for spring ball. You're starting to see those dividends now. You know, the way he is starting to play, the way he's coming out of his hips in the run game, um, the way he can stretch the field and just a large catch radius now. You put in the vicinity, he's going to find a way to grab it in just monster hands, right? Long, long arms and a spectacular human being. I mean, really a hard-nosed, tough guy, raised the right way, awesome parents. Um, very glad to have him here.
4: But do you think people realize how hard it is for a true freshman from any era and any time to come in and start? in college football and how rare and how difficult that is i mean just just the even in today's world with the diet you have and the support staff and the strength and conditioning but the classroom they're they're just hit with so many different things it's a big big task to expect a young man to come in and start
3: oh it is you know you've got to not only have elite talent you've got to have elite self-discipline mm-hmm. because of all things that come with it you've got to you know if you want to do that you want to be great even if you have elite talent You know, you really don't have many choices. You've got to either do this or you've got to do this. You've got to do that. There's nothing else you can do in order to make that a reality because it's coming at you 100 miles per hour. And think about it. Every single week, it's a new opponent, so you've got to tweak things. So no matter what you learned in the summer, what you learned in the springtime, there's going to be some changes. There's going to be some adjustments. And for some guys, after reviewing a tape on Sunday, going to class on Monday, you come in Tuesday morning, it's like speaking a whole different language. Sure. So the guys that can do that and that work their way towards that, I tell you, special, special guys. We have a lot of guys that are playing, you know, that are young, um, and um, and you're going to see guys play more and more. So we're fired up about that process.
2: Just to wrap it up with this. Uh, should mention this is the 35th anniversary of the '87 national championship team. They're coming back. A ton of those guys are coming back. Great pride in that mm-hmm. season. Of course, uh, head coach Jimmy Johnson also. Is coming back.
3: Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're one of the major reasons I came to the University of Miami. You know, I think a lot of us, right? Mm -hmm. We saw, we saw what it was, and we saw what it could be. And uh, there's a vision and a blueprint that goes with that. And those guys were all in on it. You know, and changed things. '83 and you guys did it. You know, and then '87, and it just went on and on and on. So it's an honor to have those guys back. Awesome guys. I know a bunch of them played with a bunch of Mm -hmm. them. Led to '89. Led to '91. Right. and uh, you know they, uh, we want those guys around as much as possible. Miami's really strong when our people unite. When our people just put a foot in the ground and say, okay, hey, we gotta work through some things, but let's make sure it's always been us uniting and fighting our way and competing our way and working our way to great things. So right. great opportunity to see those guys and
2: have a great day Saturday. Yep. Like Coach said, Coach Johnson, when you're hot and tired, we press on. Amen. Mark. Always. All right, Coach. Thanks very much. Okay, thanks for having me. Don't That's case. University of Miami Head Coach Mario Cristobal. We'll continue on the show right after this.
1: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?